Today we are going to be talking about the buzzword that everybody is hearing today, I think in lending, buy-downs. Temporary versus permanent. We are here today with Sienna Cormier from Guild Mortgage, and Sienna is going to enlighten us about buy-downs. Hello, happy to be here. Thank you, thank you for joining us. All right, so let's talk a little bit about, first off, what is a buy-down? If somebody's saying, like, I'm going to get a buy-down, I'm going to do a buy-down, what are they talking about? Yeah, so I think the most common term I used to hear or hear from a consumer's perspective is, I don't want to pay points, or I want to pay points. Um, So points is the buy down. So you can buy down your interest rate by basically paying for it, and it costs money to get a lower interest rate. Now, this is where, so the overall concept is you pay money to get a lower interest rate, right? Okay. Now, this is where it gets a little confusing. Is it like one point's going to be $1,000? No. So one point would be 1% of your loan amount. So if a rate costs one point and you have a $300,000 loan, then that one point is going to cost you $3,000. Now, that doesn't buy your interest rate down by a percent. Um, that's another tricky part is a lot of people think, well, if I pay one point, then I should get 1% lower, but it doesn't work that way. It's based, the, the point is the actual cost of that rate. And so it could be an, a full point just to move maybe a quarter of a percent. Um, not always that little, but sometimes it is. So what I do is I like to put those options together for them side by side, because what really is going to matter is how long they plan to keep that house um, or before they sell it or refinance. Um, And right now, in today's world, we do expect that interest rates will come back down and there will be an opportunity to refinance Mm -hmm. these mortgage rates that people are getting into today. And so that being said, it may not be the wisest money to spend on a permanent buy-down because you may not have that recapture in the time frame that you want to, to where that's worth it. Um, Some people still want to do it because that payment is just the most important piece. Um, But that money could possibly not get recouped depending on when refinance opportunity arises for us. Okay, so that that was a whole lot, (laughs) I think, to to understand. So let's kind of go back here and recap it. So you will let somebody know that for one point or like 1% of their loan, they might be able to buy their rate down by a half a percent. Uh, Using another scenario, it might be for one point, they could only buy it down a quarter of a percent. Or maybe they could use two points and buy it down a full percent. It's all gonna vary. Is this something that can change day by day? Yeah, it moves with the market. So it depends on where that interest rate is trading at on that day to what the costs are. So sometimes like a lower interest rate costs less than a higher interest rate. It just depends on where the investors are putting their money. Okay. So following the market is is really the key to, to watching these rates move, which of course is why we have viewed so that we don't have to sit here and follow the market as agents and buyers. So I want to hit back here on what you talked about with recapture. Um, I was working with a client who had a a different lender, 
uh, they were looking at buy downs and the buy down was going to be like $11,000. That's a lot of money. Um, so my question to her was, you know, where's your break even point? And that's kind of what you were talking about with the recapture. Yes. Okay. So if you're going to put $11,000 up front, when you're talking recapture, then it's like, is that $11,000 up front going to save you 500 bucks a month? And then it's going to take you 22 months to recoup that $11,000. Or is that $11,000 going to take you down in like $100 a month on a payment and it's going to take you years? Is that what we're looking at? Yes. Okay. So I, uh, that's what I like to look at. I like to keep it under three, max really five years. I don't think that the recapture should take that long. The average homeowner is staying in their house, what, five, three, mm-hmm. three to probably three to seven years now. That would be pretty, yeah. I think it used to be like five to seven, but mm-hmm. I think that's even tightened up a little bit. Um, so that and the refinance opportunity, right? So I lately have been trying to keep that recapture, that recoup rate to at least break even, if not save money within those first three years. So if it's not doing that, I might not recommend it. But again, that's something that I leave in the hands of my buyer to make that decision. Um, I present them with the options. Uh, I will break down the recapture. They'll see how much money they save between the different options. Um, to determine whether it actually makes sense to do. Ideally, it would be amazing, which you're really good at, Jill, is getting the seller to pay some seller concessions to our buyer. And with that, then it doesn't really impact our buyer. We may have extra money. We may be able to buy the rate down more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way, it's not really a major impact to the borrower, but they're still getting the benefit. Um the other option with the seller concessions is a temporary buy-down. Should I jump into that now? Uh, or do you yeah. want to talk more about the... Nope. I, I do want to talk about temporary versus permanent buy-down. So let's kind of go down that road. Uh, so you know, we're talking buy-downs. It's money that you're paying. You mentioned, obviously, we can get seller concessions to do that. That obviously... If I'm representing the buyer, that is my goal. Um, representing the seller, maybe not. <laughs> but if I'm representing the buyer, definitely my goal to keep as much money in their pocket as possible. And then that's where you get to work your magic, taking a look at what we've been talking about, which is permanent buy-downs, like really where's that break-even point? Does it make sense? Are you saving enough? I love that you gave us the advice of you need to recoup it within three years or it's probably not worth it. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. So can you give us a little information first on what is a temporary buy-down? Like how does it work? For sure, yeah. So a temporary buy-down is a set amount of money that's put aside and it's used to lower your interest rate for the first one to three years. Um, and the benefit is it kind of helps you graduate into a your, your permanent payment, let's okay. call it. Um, so for people who are payment sensitive, uh, if we do, let's do a three, two, one buy down for the first year, your interest rate is going to be 3% lower than what you locked in at. Um, the second year, 2% lower, the third year, three per, or 1% lower, and then year four through 30 will then be your regular interest rate. 
there's money that's set aside from hopefully the seller um, that is in a separate account that's making up for the rest of that payment. So your payment, say you're with the temporary buy down, your payment's like $2,000, but your real payment's $2,500. So you make $2,000 of your payment and then we pull that rest of that $500 from that temporary buy down funds that were set aside. And that makes up your full payment. So if you sell or refinance within your temporary buy-down window, then any money that's left over in that account gets put back and applied towards your principal balance. So it reduces your principal balance for when you refinance. You don't lose that money that you paid or that the seller paid to get your interest rate lower. Um, And you have a safety net because it's not like a regular arm or adjustable rate mortgage where you don't really know what's going to happen year over year. You know exactly what your payment's going to do, what it's going to do year two, what it's going to do year three, and worst case scenario, what it's going to do year four. And you know that you qualify for it because that's what we qualified you Mm -hmm. on. So best case scenario, we can refinance and we can get you into a lower fixed rate and we don't lose any money that was applied towards that temporary buy-down. Okay, that makes total sense. Um, it sounds like it might be a really good option. I know there are some people, um, teachers, for instance, uh, people in the military, you kind of have a set graduated you know, increase. Uh, so it could be something where maybe, yes, technically you can afford it right now, you don't really want to, um, but you know, you know, as you look at your pay scale and what's happening, uh, you would have enough of a pay bump that it, it would become really comfortable by year four. So something like that, it might really appeal to, to a group. I agree. And for people that are, when you buy a house, there's expenses, right? Mm-hmm. You may need to furnish it. So you may want to keep your payment lower so that you have this extra money or just an adjustment time frame just to figure Ease it into out. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah, it's a great tool. I think it's amazing. Um, we have a couple of, like lender paid options too, that would just be a one year. So if we can get the seller to do two of those years, then the lender can do one of those years and help make it a little bit more cushy for them too. Okay. Well, buy downs, I think, not I think, I know they've become a big thing as rates have increased. You know, everybody wants the lower rate. Which buy down is best for you? Sounds like it could vary. And it really sounds as though the most important thing is going to be looking at the numbers. What is the cost of it? What's your out-of-pocket cost? What's it going to change your monthly payment to? You know, like you said, how long do you want the buy-down for? Also, it does have to do a little bit with what do you think is going to happen in the market. So somebody who wants maybe a little bit more security, something more permanent, they might like that permanent buy-down. At least they know what it is. Somebody who believes the market's going to be changing is following and seeing the predictions for 2024. They may be wanting to get into the house now at the comfortable payment for them. And they'll roll the dice a little bit with the temporary betting on the fact that the rates are going to improve and they can they can refinance permanently in the future. Agreed. All right. If you want a little bit more information or a little bit more breakdown on temporary versus permanent buy-downs, if you have any questions, Sienna's information is going to be in the link below. She is going to be your best resource. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.